0: Hello, this is Tim, the lead pastor of Mosaic Portland, and welcome to the Mosaic Portland podcast. We exist to follow Jesus in authentic community for the world. And right now we're gathering Sundays online uh, to worship together and to open up scripture together. And then after that, we have virtual house gatherings that meet all over our city. And the great thing about these is that you can actually join in wherever you're listening from. We think these right now are the best way to be known, to connect with others, uh, and to be on mission together. They're also where we pray together on Sundays in smaller communities, where we take communion together and debrief what the talk was about and engage scripture more. If you want to find out more information of how to be a part of one in this season, you can find out more info on our website, mosaicportland.org. Now let's go to scripture together as we listen to this podcast. Hey, welcome. It's uh, really good to be worshiping with you today. Uh, My name's Adam. I'm on the teaching team here at Mosaic, and I get to open scripture uh, with us today, and this weekend is actually our last week of this teaching series anchored uh, with Jesus in the wind and the waves. And so today I wanna I wanna look at a portion of scripture. Uh, that, that actually leads us to engage our faith when we're in the midst of a storm. Kind of the role that our our faith plays when we're anchored with Jesus in the wind and the waves. And um, I, I love that we week after week get to open God's word because it just meets us where we are. Uh, whether you're encouraged today, um, whether you're weary from a global pandemic, or or even if you're listening. Or watching this and you're not sure you believe in the bible or the god that represents this scripture meets us where we are uh, so let me pray for us and uh, we'll, we'll dive in father thank you for your word today um, i celebrate that your word brings clarity and truth and life into our lives and i pray uh, today as, as, as we look to your word that you would open the eyes of our heart that you would instruct us, you would teach us, and that ultimately you would shape us to become more like you. We ask these things in faith and we love you in your name. Amen. So a few years back, probably about 13, maybe 14 years ago, um, I got to go on a a cruise, on a cruise ship. And it was Dana, my wife and I, and at the time we only had Allie, our, our first of three daughters. And It was a blast. We went and left out of a port, um, out of LA, and were with some of my family, my siblings and their families, my parents, my grandparents, and it was just a wonderful time. We went to some islands, uh, we went to Mexico, and it it was short, but it was really, really good. And then on the last night, when we were actually sailing back to the port in L.A., the, the ship stopped quite a ways offshore. I found out later they had to be quite a ways offshore so they could keep the casino open. And they dropped an anchor uh, to stay out there. And... Um, So we're, we're stopped and we're, we're in the middle of the ocean and suddenly there's a massive storm that's upon us and there's wind and there's waves and there's rain and the boat starts moving. Now, now we're anchored. So we're, we're not leaving our location. We're steady. We're secure. We're planted there, but yet. The boat and the people in it are feeling the effects of this storm. And I discovered on that day that I have no sea legs and got very, very sick to the point that I couldn't even stand up or walk. I had to lay down in our room in the hull of this ship while my family was eating endless buffets and singing karaoke. It was quite, quite a storm. Um... And oftentimes as we go through storms and we're, we're anchored with Jesus and, and he is secure and he's got us, we, we still feel the effects of the wind and the waves. We still feel the effects of the storm. So how do we engage our faith in the midst of that storm so that the storm isn't just simply something we serve, we survive that we get through, but it, but it becomes a place where we can actually grow where we can actually reveal our hope in Jesus to the world around us. If you've got a Bible, um, you can turn to Romans chapter five with me. Um, I'm going to be starting in verse one. And it says this, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom We have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Such a powerful and great two verses that talk about, that describe a group of people who stand firmly on their faith in God. Another way we could say that is they're anchored to Jesus. It it says that, that they are boasting in their hope this hope that we have in Jesus. And as as I read that, and I think about what these people might look like, what their lives might look like, we might think that, man, they, they were doing well and living in a peaceful environment and enjoying this hope that they have. But, but in fact, that wasn't the case. The, the church that received this letter that Paul wrote, this church in Rome actually suffered quite a bit. Being a Jesus follower in the first and second century in Rome was was not an easy thing to do. They would have been isolated. They would have been ostracized from friends and family and received threats. And so Paul goes on to say this in verse three, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Paul tells this young church that's meeting in homes who have planted themselves firmly on Christ and are boasting in his goodness. He tells them to glory in their suffering, to glory in their their suffering. That, that might be hard to hear. And, and in fact, that word suffering might be hard for us to access. Uh, certainly we, we suffer, but, but probably not how Christians in the first few generations of the church suffered. Uh, maybe for us, it's, it's glorying in, in, in our sorrow or in our grief or in our fear or in our anger. He tells this church to glory in their sufferings. Now, he's not saying to glory or to celebrate because you have sufferings. That that wouldn't make a lot of sense. This last week was quite an adventure. Uh, Last Sunday night, I was coming downstairs and there were three or four stairs left to walk down. And I forgot that I'm almost 40 and I just leapt to the bottom. And at the same time was trying to turn and run and it didn't go well. Uh, I spent the night in pain, woke up the next morning, couldn't walk, couldn't even stand in immense pain. Uh, Fast forward through the week, there's crutches, there's x-rays, there's physical therapy. And at no point through all of this suffering did I stop and say, yes, this is so awesome. I love crutches. I love medical bills. This is so awesome. Paul is not saying to celebrate when we suffer, but rather celebrate because in our suffering, in our storm, there is opportunity for God to shape us for God to be at work in us. It's not good that we suffer, but good can come from suffering when we glory in our suffering and our boast is in our hope in Jesus. Not out of denial, not out of rejecting our reality if we are suffering and going through something difficult, but realizing that if we persevere, that God shapes our character and the fruit of that is a more robust and strong hope. And so in these storms, as we're, we're, we're anchored with Jesus in the wind, in the waves, we, we kind of have an option of how we respond to the storm, right? I mean, one option could be to simply ask, hey, what, what is God up to in this season? I mean, this is difficult, this is painful, but, but what is God up to in, in his goodness? What does he wanna shape in me? What does he wanna prune in me? What does he want to teach me about his goodness and his steadfast love? What does God want to do in this season? And that's a great faithful response. But, but I know at least in my life, there's also been times where I've responded by just uh, kind of ejecting from the situation or uh, entertaining myself or being distracted with other things until this suffering moment, until this storm has passed. But Paul is telling this, this new church in Rome and is telling us today to glory in our suffering by boasting in the hope that we have. N.T. Wright in a commentary about this passage in, uh, in Romans 5 says this, we live in a world that wants everything immediately, that has no stability of character except a hollow media image that wonders this way and that, because it has no idea where it might be going. The gospel of Jesus, the Messiah, calls us to swim against this tide on all accounts. That we live in a context that is pushed by every wave, that is pushed by the wind and is going in every direction and lacking steadfastness and lacking perseverance. But as Jesus followers, we're called to respond differently. It's these storms that we go through that have the opportunity to produce character within us when we respond faithful and when we boast, when we boast clearly in our hope in Jesus. There's certainly not a lack of storms in 2020 um, yes, we are in a global pandemic and there's all kinds of implications of that. And, and to very degrees, that's impacting our lives. It's impacting possibly our livelihood. It's impacting our families. And, and there's so much about 2020 that has felt like a storm. But, but the reality is there was storms in 2019 and there'll be storms in 2021. It's, it, it, it's part of, of life. And some storms are, are short and they're attached to a moment, but some storms last a long time. One storm that, that I've been weathering for most of my life is the storm of, of anxiety and depression and, and, and feeling the weight of those things and how they've influenced my life and, and how they've introduced fear into my life. And, and it's been a long-term storm that I've, I've engaged with at a lot of different levels, including professional counseling and at times medication to help. But one of the bedrock ways that I engage my faith in this storm to boast in the hope i have about our heavenly father and this is has expressed itself in a lot of different ways but but early on in my life i think god gave me these these three truths that when that storm rages in my heart i go back to these three simple truths over and over again And and simply this that that god is good That that's not just something that I know, it's something that I've seen and I've experienced to that I can lay witness to, God is good. Secondly, God is in control. That no matter what I face or you face or we face, it's not gonna overcome him. He is strong, he is in control. And thirdly, he can be trusted. That he has proven to me in my life that I can witness to this fact that he is faithful, and he can be trusted. This is a a way of of boasting in my hope that that I I lead myself with and and, and hope to be a signpost to others of God's faithfulness in the midst of a storm. And so the glory in our suffering is is actually a form of, of leading ourselves, of redirecting our attention from the wind and the waves that surround us and to not get swept away as much of our culture does in fear and anxiety or worry or anger to not get swept away in that tide, but to go against that current and to elevate our perspective and our attention on God and to boast in his goodness and our hope that we have in him. I want to lead us, uh, into a, a practice of doing that this morning, and and to uh, to do that, I, I want to look at a passage actually in in Lamentations. Um. Lamentations is a book uh, written most likely by Jeremiah. Um, it's a collection of five poems that that he writes um, about the destruction of Jerusalem in the hands of the Babylonians. And um, it's, it's a very sad book. It's called Lamentations. There's lamenting in it. There's grief and deep despair and frustration. And yet in the middle of this book is a moment that he boasts in his hope that he boasts in the goodness of God and glories in the suffering. And I, I, I wanna look at how he leads himself and how we can follow in those footsteps. This is in Lamentations 3, starting in verse 21. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Jeremiah says, I I call to mind, I remember, I think of, I meditate on the goodness of God with everything that's around us with everything that could be vying for our attention could be vying for the the, the mental space inside of us that the 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 news feeds that are going the the uh social media the conversations to settle in our minds to set our minds to remember to recall the goodness of God and to boast on the hope that we have in him so I want us to do that today, uh, actually here in the next few minutes. I'm going to uh, uh, pray and I want to lead us to take a moment to recall, to call to mind the boast that we have in God, the boast of our hope in Him. And, and then I want us to actually share it. If you're watching this with someone um, on the couch or around a table to take a moment and to say out loud what you are boasting, the hope that you have, the, the hope that you're boasting in God. If, if you're watching this uh, by yourself, um, utilize the, the, the chat section that we have in our online platform here, but let's boast in the hope that we have in our Father. Father, I I thank you that those truths that I boast, that that you are good, you are in control, and that you can be trusted, that those have been true over and over and have produced hope within me in times of of despair and in times of uncertainty. And I pray in the next few moments as we begin to recall um, the, the times that, that you have been faithful to us and that that we boast on that hope. I, I, I pray that it would be an encouragement as we share it with one another, that our faith would grow and we would be encouraged in the hope that we have in you. We thank you for this day and we worship you in your name. Amen.